Hello everyone, welcome to another new episode, uh, Namaste New Zealand from 171 Not Out. Uh, this is your host uh, and friend uh, Swati and I have uh, my friend Ankit along with me. Hello Ankit. Hello Swati, how are you? Good, good, absolutely awesome. What about you? I'm very well. Uh, nice. Hello to our uh, listeners. Uh, so a new series, series is up front for us and we are looking forward to it and this show today is about the uh, upcoming New Zealand series of uh, India. So, like like Ankit said, we would be talking about the you know the New Zealand series. Our uh, women players have gone to New Zealand. They are out of uh, quarantine now, and pretty soon the matches are going to start. So, without any further ado, we'll just jump right into the discussion. So, first up, uh, we are going to discuss about the you know the team selection, which is never without any. Uh, you know, we have a pretty lot of drama every time Indian team gets selected and this one was no uh, different, I guess, uh, with a lot of question marks being raised over the selection. So, Ankit, your thoughts on the team selection? Yeah, like you said, Swati, whenever team selection happens for Indian women's cricket team, there is a lot of heat, there's a lot of noise and uh, yeah, it uh, sets the whole social media buzzing every time. Absolutely. So, like this time as well, when the selection was out, or when the squad was announced, we saw um, some major names were missing because we all know that uh, this squad is not just for the New Zealand Tour, it is also for the World Cup. Some big names were missing out from the team and we saw a lot of newcomers making it for the first time. And some of them also making a comeback after a very long time. So, that was a really interesting thing to see. And uh, it's kind of a risk, I think, uh, that... Uh, our selection committee and our management is willing to take. Let's see how it unravels and how it uh, like goes ahead in the longer run. Right, what do you right. think of the selection? Right. So, um, as any other cricket supporter, uh, fan of Indian cricket team, I was absolutely shocked to see some of the players who were dropped. Uh, majorly, uh, Jemima and uh, Shikha Pandey. Uh, so, I was actually quite surprised when they didn't even make out the standby list. Uh, so for our listeners, uh, I'll just quickly go to the, you know, tell them uh, the team which has been selected for the New Zealand tour. So we have Mithali Raj, she's the captain. Uh, Harman Preet Kaur is our vice captain. Then we have Smriti Shafali, most probably uh, probably our opening pair. Uh, we have Yastika Bhatia. I, I believe uh, the, the stint she had in the Australia series, I think she has totally replaced uh, Jemima in the team. Uh, then we have Dipti Sharma. Uh, we have Richa Ghosh and we have Tanya, the two wicket keepers. Uh, Sneh Rana, Pooja Vastrakar, Julan Goswami, uh, Meghna Singh, Renuka Singh, Poonam Yadav and Rajeshwari Gaikwad. So these are the players who are there in the main squad, uh, squad and uh, the ones who are on the standby are S. Meghana, Ekta Bisht and uh, Simran Bahadur. So, uh, I mean, uh, pretty shocking that, uh, you know, the players, Jemima and Shikha, they didn't make it to the, uh, even the standby list. I was thinking that maybe in place of Ekta, Shikha would come in, if not in the main squad, at least in the, you know, st- standby list. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, pretty shocking. But then again, another fact, um, I mean, looking at this particular set of players, the question is whom you are going to drop from this set of players 
to you know bring those guys in so uh, that's one thing uh, definitely meghna singh and renuka singh they are like you know almost totally new players so bit harsh on shikha i guess uh, not even making the squad and uh, for jemima as well because she was coming back from you know a very good uh, uh, wbbl uh, and the 100 as well and the i think the one uh, t20i she played she was make she made pretty good runs there as well so yeah i mean tough tough luck yeah. but i hope these players uh, you know uh, they they do well and you know our uh, our team is able to do well in the new zealand series and then of course afterwards in the uh, world cup as well so yeah, yeah. Um, moving moving to the next thing uh, which is always you know uh, uh, which is uh, kind of never thought about in indian women cricket uh, side is you know the selectors coming forward and giving the explanation for these uh, selections so again that was another thing which was again missing as usual so what are your thoughts on this uh, do you think the players who were dropped uh, they were provided any communication or you know they had someone talk to them Uh, your thoughts on that ankit uh, about this of course like i've said before it has been very disappointing for jimima and shikha pandey uh, particularly for uh, shikha pandey and uh, because i think uh, it is important that her experience uh, is there in the world cup because uh, it is such a big occasion Correct. and for newcomers like meghna and renika to come at this position it would be not easy for them to get, uh, be under that pressure and deliver the good uh, yeah coming back to the communication part the lack of communication is very much evident swati like i've said before as well that uh, uh, bcci or uh, even the whole management as such uh, hasn't been able to communicate well with the players and the impact of that is very uh, evident as we have seen on social media as well where poonam raut someone who has missed out on the world cup squad she showed her displeasure and her disappointment uh, in a post and uh, that was for everyone to see other than that uh, someone someone like uh, shikha pande uh, in a podcast before uh, I, i remember she had spoken about her not being communicated about why she was dropped there was no clear explanation given to the player and you know what that happen, what happens is when you don't get the required communication when you don't get the explanation for why you have been dropped and what you should actually work on then the player is left hanging because it's not just about uh, getting the explanation it is also about working on what is not there and what they should do actually to you know get in the team because uh, someone like jemima you have said that she was coming from a very good uh, season of uh, wbbl and uh, of 100 she in she knows that she has done really well with those cricket uh, out of course she hasn't been very consistent with her uh, national outings but uh, like just in recent past she was able to do well with the franchise cricket at least so right. the message is unclear for her that what she should do and where she should do good to get into the team if it is just the domestics which are counted uh, as a performances uh, for the selection criteria so of course then she would prioritize the domestics and she would uh, go back and uh, play in the senior women's cricket to- trophy Exactly, uh, and that's the whole point. I I I so agree. I agree. Very much everything. Correct, correct. I agree totally with you on this one. Uh, 
uh, and with Ramesh Pawar uh, coming out and saying that, you know, it's not a one day communication. It was like he mentioned in the press conference before he, uh, the team went to New Zealand, that it is not a one way, one day co communication. They had communicated to each and every player that, you know, uh, what is required of them and what is not. So I... Uh, not sure how much was done, but I would take whatever he said and hopefully these players were communicated and, you know, were told in uh, straight words that this is what you have to work and this is what they are looking for. But uh, like you said, you know, it's uh, 15 players which they can pick up and not everyone or everyone uh, can be picked. But yeah, as as usual, no, no uh, I mean, without drama, there won't be any Indian cricket team selection, right? So, yeah. So moving on to the next, uh, just to tell our listeners, so our uh, women team is uh, going to play uh, one uh, T20I in uh, New Zealand and that would be followed by five one days uh, in uh, New Zealand. Uh, the T20 ODI, uh, uh, the, the T21 uh, which is going to start is on 9th of Feb which is, uh, and then from there on, the Wonders would come in. So, a bit of history for you guys uh, between uh, India and New Zealand, the, you know, some matches which are played between us. So, Ankit, if you want to tell our uh, listeners something about the history of India and New Zealand uh, cricket teams. I mean, uh, coming to uh, New Zealand is something very interesting for Indian women because uh, India and New Zealand go way back. Uh, the first overseas cricket tour that Indian women took was in New Zealand because before that India had only hosted others like Australia, West Indies and even New Zealand. But in 1976 and 77, it was the first time when India went out and crossed the shores that was to New Zealand. And you know, New Zealand, we know in world cricket in general, it's not an easy place to tour. It takes a, like, a lot of time to adapt to the foreign conditions. The climate yeah. is very different. And... Uh, Indian women actually have done pretty well over the years, if I actually say that. Um, India has had some interesting records there, but some of their earliest wins were in New Zealand as well. So uh, the first one that I ma the match I remember was uh, it from 1985. Uh, I was I remember uh, reading about it and uh, I was talking to uh, Shubhagi Kulkarni, one of the uh, our ex captains. She mentioned that uh, this match in 1985, the third ODI between India and New Zealand, uh, uh, India actually lost that match. Interestingly, uh, we lost the match by two runs. And it uh, was two a very runs. close thriller. Oh my God. Yeah, India lost the match by two runs. Even though we lost it, it was uh, quite of a celebrated game because the way it was so competitive. And uh, most of the matches in those times were not as close as, as it used to be. So that's one of the earliest matches that uh, comes to my mind. Secondly, the first win of India uh, in New Zealand was in 1995 uh, Centenary Series, the Centenary Tri-Series that happened, uh, in which uh, Australia and New Zealand were taking part. We were coming off the disappointment of 1993 World Cup, where we lost uh, against uh, New Zealand uh, as well. And De Debbie Hockley, the captain of New Zealand, you know, she has always been, uh, she used to be a thorn in India's back all the time. Whenever, whenever India used to go out and play, she used to score runs against us, be it in India or outside of India. So yeah. that was another challenge that was against India. So when India went to New Zealand for Centenary Cup, uh, Australia was playing and Australia, we know, has always been a champion team all throughout their history. Yeah. When they started and now, even now, they are undefeated and unvanquished. So 
when india went there india was an underdog at the end of the whole tri series india was able to win against australia and new zealand that was in their yard that was wow. in new zealand we were able to you know get uh, debbie hockley uh, out and uh, in the finals new zealand was uh, shot out for a very small total and uh, india was able to chase it not very comfortably but india was able to get right. into the line at the end wow the interesting thing was at the same time the men's cricket uh, centenary cup was also going on and uh, sadly indian men lo- lost out on the tri series and at that t- point of time most of the media you know uh, got the notice of indian women team okay wow we have a, a team here which we actually have to pine for and that's where everything started right <laughs> so, right always always a second thought even for the media guys as well exactly and uh, interesting thing a small story that comes to my mind from that uh, tour of centenary cup only where um, we had a manager of called jyoti ji and mm-hmm. all through uh, the whole uh, series that was happening whenever we used to ma- uh, win a match she used to wear a red colored sari <laughs> and uh, nice. the whole crew actually <laughs> the whole crew used to think uh, that this is some kind of lucky charm for us okay and uh, what happened was the whole tri series they didn't let her wear anything else but the red sari <laughs> wow that's that's awesome <laughs> oh wow yeah so that's how it's kind of a, a you know determinator and a kind of a difference there jyoti ji also played a huge part in our win win in the centenary cup i absolutely i never change my position when the team is winning or if you know someone gets out i'm like either i won't come in or i'll just sit where i am sitting if we are making runs so that that was a major factor in us winning there thanks to the red sari uh-huh. <laughs> i i believe yeah. in that totally we all have, we all have our superstitions right absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i am one for them <laughs> agreed okay yeah. so, so so similarly all through these years we have had these uh, stories here and there and some amazing matches like even in the world cup 1997 we had the tied match which was very famous right and so we can actually expect a amazing challenge amazing contest between india and new zealand coming this uh, week so yeah we are really really pumped up for this absolutely absolutely there is one thing which is uh, never missing uh, from our indian team is the fight you know they are always up for a fight even when you know no one gives them a chance or you know they are always mostly when they go outside of india they are being considered you know underdog team we gave a very good fight to the english we gave a very good fight to the australians and now i guess it's time for us to show the new zealanders like how good we are and i totally believe with the players we have we we have a very good chance of you know putting up a very good performances uh, there in new zealand uh, no doubt it's new zealand backyard but yeah i mean with the players we have i think we we will be able to put up a very good show uh, for all the fans of the cricket team yeah i think it's time for us to make a small statement there because before the world cup we have been very competitive both in england in australia yeah. now we have to get those results for us because right. yeah we are going and getting into the world cup we need that motivation that confidence correct that we can do that agree agree so, absolutely yeah, we, have, we have been correct that uh, we have been very competitive all throughout the matches like all the series that have happened recently and it's just that small margins that you know we have to cover thus those small uh, small small areas that we have to work on and okay. i think if we actually get into those then this team is a force to reckon with 
absolutely now uh, we have talked about the a bit of history of indian and new zealand women cricket team um, and we have said like you know we are going to play five odis and one uh, t20i moving to the stadium and the timing of the matches and do you want to say something about this because i i just want to tell the listeners that you know in the odis we have like uh, in the world cup which is going to happen later on in march in new zealand uh, most of india's ma- cricket matches are going to be under the lights and the matches which we have now in uh, New Zealand series uh, only just one match i think is being played un- under the light and the stadium where we are going to play is the one where none of the matches in the world cup are going to happen uh, i know it's a uh, pandemic times and you know but uh, still i would like to uh, you know get the thought process maybe it was the mind games from new zealand board that they were trying to you know not give any advantage to india for the world cup at least uh, your thoughts on it ankit uh i think like this uh, story was doing a bit of rounds where uh, <laughs> why we were restricted to one stadium and uh, the stadium even is not being played for us in the world cup right. so like i said before it's all about adapting to the climate to the conditions uh, and uh, india has barely played any day night cricket matches true and that's a, that's a worrying uh, trend for me because i think it is important for us to get that practice for the t night test matches um i can understand about the stadium like you have said that it's pandemic the covid 19 you know we know how it's difficult to maintain bubbles and to move the team from uh, one place to another so i can you know understand that part but for me uh, it was important to have those day night test match uh, sorry day night matches absolutely uh, so, yeah i agree i agree and I, i don't know how much uh, the bcci flexed or didn't flex their muscles because i know when it comes to flexing muscle uh, there is no one other than our bcci who can do it and get those you know matches or at least uh, change the timing from day to oh. night i mean i wonder but then again if i don't know if someone made a call or something or if they were even thinking about yeah. that you know just putting up uh, getting a series there would have been many would be oh we are having a series why are you not happy but then again uh, think of it would uh, you know our men team uh, play any uh, such things if you know most of their matches are going to be day night and they going for a day match but again that that's another discussion and leave it open for others to judge how it is and how it yeah. should be <laughs> i mean i was looking forward to play uh, for our team to play under the lights you know the way the ball behaves under the lights uh, the due factor that also comes uh, exactly. as it goes on you know like all these things you know they are going to be very like a lot of difference it brings in the game okay. and if our team uh, is not used to do that uh, it will be very much different or difficult for them no i totally uh, i totally i totally agree with this and if you remember the second odi which happened under the lights uh, there was due and all in australia uh, it didn't it doesn't uh, you know bring uh, it didn't uh, bring you know happy memories for me i mean obviously once you play under the light you get some idea how the due factor and how you are supposed to bowl, bowl and all that stuff but um, yeah let's see how it pans out and whether the team is able to you know get used to the bounce and swing of the new zealand uh, cricket uh, pitches yeah i think uh, that's the only area of concern for me right now because other than that our team is well rounded and uh, looks really good you know on paper as well that uh, uh, yeah and we know that uh, they are going to pull up a lot of surprises out there but yep. yeah this remains an area of concern let's see how it uh, happens like what would happen right right um moving to another important uh, like you know we as cricket fans we have been uh, 
calling for you know certain improvement areas in our team because we have seen how we have played i mean uh, england series we saw you know the strike rates the running between the wickets the going for the you know win or you know putting up partnerships like that um we saw a bit of improvement in australia but it was still you know the fielding was not up to the standard some matches we were amazing and then it all went down and so what is the key area you are looking from this particular series where the team should focus and uh, you know this like you know this is the area which has to be ironed out totally before the world cup starts see uh, like you said it's a work in progress correct so, yeah we are also short on the ground fielding the issues we know all uh, it has been out in the open and these things have been discovered uh, discussed over and over again Absolutely. about the ground fielding the catching and uh, the rotation of strike mainly so about the ground fielding part we have seen how the second odi event with australia a major part of us losing that was for me was the ground fielding and the catching part of it where we could have won it much earlier and uh, it wouldn't have gone to the last over and whatever happened uh, after right, that right if we were able to take those small chances at international level you are supposed to take those chances uh, because you know if you don't do that it's going to cost you a lot so i uh, even in press conference mithali and uh, ramesh pawar they did emphasize uh, about these things about these uh, areas that we, they have to improve on um, the rotation of strike that has been said time and again uh, mr pawar also like uh, uh, spoke about this that uh, these drills have been happening but we still haven't been able to see it well on the ground sometimes it does like we have seen someone like yastika the way she constructed her innings in australia that was amazing blueprint of that where she was able to you know uh, rotate her strike very well by, uh, even when she was not getting those boundaries correct because someone who's not a power hitter for them it becomes very difficult where it's either a boundary or it's just a dot so then it uh, mounts the pressure on the non striker and on the scoreboard as well so i guess that is something that they would have worked on with the camps that were going the conditioning camps that we had recently yeah. so i hope that is something that uh, we, we are looking into other than that uh, the uh, strike rate issues uh, i think uh, that is something that we have spoken about a lot um, and even in press conference we had some talk about that uh, swati would you like to uh, you know like weigh out on that yeah see for me strike rate is very important and uh, no doubt uh, and it is not just for one player it is for everyone you know it's it's fine if you are a you know power hitter you can hit your way out of it some you know sometimes you know not every day or every game you will be able to so strike rotation has to be the basic minimum you know it's i mean if if you take four singles in an over you know it it makes your life easier and if you get the occasional boundary then it's good right i i believe that in in going into this world cup uh, or in this series as well 270 uh, 250 270 has to be a minimum par score which our team has to look into it and if you are looking at that if you know that this is something where you are trying to go 270 or something in every single match you cannot do it just with boundaries you have to make sure that your middle order uh, or in the middle overs or even in the power plays you are you you are rotating your strike and that is very important for me and it it actually helps uh, the team as well you know you don't have to take unnecessary risks risk and you know lose your wicket uh, this is an area which as a team our players have to you know 
buy into it cannot be that uh, you know someone uh, someone within your team is saying that it's not a major thing it is a major thing if you look at all the good teams in the world right now the Eng uh, the english the australians or uh, south africans the new zealand team the running between the big wicket and your strike rate is very important in my opinion and that is something as a unit a uh, batting unit we have to uh, first acknowledge and then obviously you will work on it unless you even acknowledge it and say no it's not important in my opinion then you are going nowhere that's my yeah. two cents it's on it picking out your moments the right moment in the game you know because i had this realization when i saw the australia series uh, we were able to you know touch uh, 270 to 60 even with the issues that are with standing Correct. So now imagine if we actually sort out these issues, then this team is capable of touching three hundred as well. Absolutely. So it's not just about aiming to fifty to seventy. It's about we have the capability to go for three hundred plus. Right. So why not actually iron out these issues and just uh, run out the team or other teams out of the game? Correct. Correct. Because if you see the previous series, now the number of dot balls in our innings were so huge. It was almost like twenty overs. We didn't do anything. that that was the number of balls which we you know didn't uh, go for any runs so im imagine even getting 60 out of those uh, 120 balls you will be touching like you mentioned 270 would be a minimum and 300 would be easily reachable for someone like our exactly. team right so, yeah. yeah despite uh, with those dot balls you were able to achieve some 250 to 250 to 260 uh, runs so if right. we actually get those things sorted then we are will be good for a 300 plus score and i i believe ankit or uh, you know one one of the things i believe uh, this has to you know not just the international level in our indian cricket team it has to start from the basic grassroots level as well i mean all the state team all all are uh, you know the coaching staff and they they have to understand that the women game is now uh, you know uh, it cannot go in like you know you go to get a 200 or you know then you are done and you know you get a you get yourself a good score and the but the team doesn't win it's it has yeah. to they everyone has to understand that the game has changed and it is changing and if you don't change along with that uh, with it you are going to get left behind so i believe it has to change the mindset has to change everywhere like you have to give importance to your fielding if you see some of the fielding by our youngster yeah, i mean in the previous series it's it was shocking so everything you know has to change it has to change from grassroots level and you know the coaches and all they have to understand and i i believe some of them do understand and you know because now the game is being televised and everything is coming into focus i hope you know those changes they become visible for us and you know our team gets better and better yeah the key word being uh, mindset like you said exactly. right Yeah. mindset is very important because we have, we do have players with amazing techniques we have Correct. seen that and the differences between the domestic and international is huge you know just to go across and like uh, go from domestic to international it changes a lot of things because there's a different pressure in international cricket and Correct. techniques and the quality that we have in other teams uh, that's huge Correct. so like for example we have uh, s megana coming uh, uh, from domestic uh, to international like after a very long time she's making come back the last time she played for india was in 2016 correct so a lot of things have changed from 2016 even in indian team and the whole international uh, cricket altogether for women's cricket basically uh, ba basically it's not just your cricketing skill anymore 
there is a lot more thing going on your fielding your fitness you know how, what you bring to the table not just your one skill but you have to be you know helping the team in other ways as well so that's that's what has changed in my opinion and uh, that's i and i believe it is for the good you know the game is getting better uh, and you know the more exciting and the more fitter our players become the more uh, good it will be for uh, the game going forward and bring in more people into the game as well yeah we have seen with the men's cricket team also like we have seen how virat kohli and the uh, whole setup we have had the the fitness revolution that it brought since this decade last decade uh, and we have seen the difference that it has made to uh, the men's cricket side And I think it is important for us to have that uh, sports women, the idle sports women, you know, who can actually be well-rounded with the fielding, uh, with the fitness, and with their skills all together. So it's not just about one thing right now. Correct. Being good with the bat. Correct. Because all the other things, you know, contribute to uh, you know your whole game. Absolutely. There are so many aspects of it. Absolutely. I am totally agree with that. Yeah. So um, moving on to some other. Uh, thing as well like you know uh, you know this series is very important because the world cup is next right after the series and uh, do you what do you think the team has to look for uh, you know going into the world cup a bit of if you want to give provide some thoughts on that uh, this series is very much crucial for us like you have said that uh, it is just right before the world cup and uh, we are in new zealand we and we are very privileged because we are going to be spending a lot more time than the other teams right. in new zealand so we'll like you know get used to the conditions and that is something uh, which is pretty great for us uh, other thing is this series is also important for us to find the right combinations in the middle order right. so there are no musical chairs that are being played for us right. anymore correct and we will have a set by the end of this uh, series we'll have a settled lineup for us to go get into the world cup absolutely so i think most of it is you know figured out but there are some things few here and there uh, which we have to look into and um, right. i guess we thought it out by the end of it yep yep so yeah that's uh, that's important for, uh, like from this point of view and uh, just uh, touching on one uh, thing more uh, before we come to a conclusion on this podcast uh, episode uh, this is going to be like you know the last world cup for bitali and julan and uh, what do you feel like you know what's it going to be like for them and uh, whom do you look once these two uh, legends of our games uh, once they uh, retire hopefully in i mean in future when they will retire basically do you whom do you think is going to step up or come in and you know fill in those shoes which are pretty huge to fill in basically yeah i mean there are so many amazing players that are coming up from domestics we have seen we recently concluded a, a senior challenger trophy as well uh, we have asmegna coming up then jamima and yastika are already doing so well yastika the way she has progressed so fast in just last year it has been so good to see you know the her tremendous growth uh, so i guess yeah these are the future and with the legacy that uh, mitali and julian had uh, these are going to be very big shoes to fill because you know the the way they have achieved in this game whatever they have achieved in this game is huge and they will be sorely missed of course it's not easy to you know replace them but uh, someone has to take take up uh, those uh, you know places uh, what i feel is uh, i wish they end up with the world cup in their hands and yeah, that's what you are aiming for absolutely even though of course that happens it will be a bitter sweet memory because 
uh, yeah, we don't want them to let go as well as fans. It has been such a long time. We have been we have grown up watching them. Correct, correct. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same, so same, wish- same here, same here. I, I hope uh, you know they get that elusive World Cup uh, trof- trophy, which I think they should have got in 2017, which was another heartbreak for us. I mean, we have had enough heartbreaks now. I think we are due mm-hmm. one where we get to celebrate it. Uh, and yeah, like you mentioned, uh, from from batting point of view, I am still you know, uh, uh, like you know, we we have few players who are coming, uh, who are coming up and you know, showing good potential. I believe the bowling area is where you know if you see Julian Goswami, uh, the tremendous service she has provided. Uh, that is one area. I mean, uh, you know, and the the way she has uh, you know played consistently for us, you know, that is one area I'm still a bit worried about. But yeah, like you mentioned, both two huge legends of our games, and uh, if we win the World Cup. You know, it's going to be bittersweet for us as cricket fans. But yeah, let's see how it goes and how it pans out for us going forward. Just and, to add, I think it's very important for us in this series of New Zealand. Yeah. Where it is important to, you know, manage the workload of New Zealand. Absolutely. Because yeah. with the World Cup coming up. So yeah, that is another thing that we have to uh, look into. Before Absolutely. we pass the baton as well. And uh, there will be a lot of, you know, pressure because Julian Goswami doing the heavy lifting uh, in the both World Cup and New Zealand because the whole uh, attack, the bowling attack usually centers around her. Correct. So we need someone else to step up. We saw Meghna Singh doing very well uh, in the series before. Uh, yeah. Also the emergence of Pooja Vastrakar, the re-emergence of Pooja Re-emergence, Vastrakar, I would say. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, the way she, uh, like, she performed in the last series, that was amazing to see. And, you know, it was kind of heartening because... Yeah. It was kind of you know really really relieving where you can say okay now someone is there okay we can rely on someone we can fall back on to even after right. the season goes yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah. absolutely happy of, yeah yeah because the series in 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 England I think uh, you know Pooja didn't have that good a series so the way she performed in Australia was absolutely awesome and I hope and uh, the other players and who not are there the ball, it also with the bat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, just um, hoping that she, the good form continues and she's able to help the team and, you know, take us forward in this uh, cricket world. So, yeah. Uh, so, just before closing out, uh, Ankit, your uh, prediction for the New Zealand series. What's the, go- the score going to be? Or this, you know, who's going to win? Uh, the, uh, the, the lone T20 India is going to win. Okay. That's uh, very... The five-match ODI series uh, that's yeah. going to happen. India is going to win it 3-2. That's ah, my prediction. Good, Ankit. Good. So, I, I, I also go with that. But, I mean, I'm not sure about the T20I, but yeah, well, uh, the ODI series, I feel like, you know, we have a good chance of winning it. Uh, so, let's hope... I think the T20, we always have the field looming of Sophie. Divine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, you never know on that day who how she plays because right now, if you see, they are also, you know, playing uh, their uh, domestic uh, matches, you know, and they would, it, it isn't something like that they won't be, you know, uh, without any match practice, they would be coming with match practice as well. So, uh, it's is a very well-oiled unit, you know, uh, the, uh, it's not like uh, in last few years, we haven't seen them as much in the World Cups, uh, like coming up big time. 
but uh, just before that in world cups you know in 1987 1983 they were the ones who have given a lot of hard breaks to india yeah. so you know they have taken like lightly right <laughs> so uh, yeah i'll be very of that and uh, of course india doesn't take anyone lightly i will be <laughs> hoping for them to uh, you know play hard cricket out there yes absolutely and i hope we have good strategies in place you know uh, the team management they have their plans ready for each and every player uh so let's hope and uh, so that's that's it from uh, this episode of uh, namaste new zealand from 171 not out team i hope our listeners you loved it and you'll uh, like it as well and if you have any uh, feedback for us uh, please do uh, provide your feedbacks to uh, feedback to us and we'll be happy to work on them thank you so much everyone for staying and listening to us thank you thank you